it's a big step for me to do that. And I'm, I'm learning, like I said, I'm learning a lot doing it. So even if it doesn't fund, even if it doesn't make the goal, Mm -hmm. I've learned from doing it for the next time. And it's a little, you know, it can be scary. It can be uncomfortable, but that's what growth is. It's scary and uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And sometimes, you know, you get a phone call from a hectic principal, but. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but you, but, but life goes oh on. Oh my God, but you get a good story out of it. You after. get a good story. <laughs> I sure do. If you're a busy mom, but you have writing goals and dreams that you're working on, this podcast is here to help you achieve them. My name is Jackie, and I'm a mother and an author of a self published young adult novel and a firm believer in the power of moms to create. This podcast is about finding inspiration and insight. It's about learning new ways to fuel your writing and to share your writing with the world. And sometimes, actually all the time, it's about taking a moment to just laugh at and appreciate the crazy everyday chaos that is being a writing mother. Hey guys, it's Jackie. Welcome to another episode of These Moms Write. Have you ever felt yourself coming up against a barrier and instead of pushing into it, you step back? Today's guest, Elizabeth Schetcher, is a beautiful reminder about the transformative and growth potential that we can experience when we break through those barriers. Elizabeth has been called one of the top erotica and alternative sexuality writers in the world. Her writing credits include the award-winning steampunk erotic romance, House of Sable Locks, the science fiction BDSM duology, Tales from the Arena, and the Celtic fantasy Prince of Air. She's also a mom, and in this conversation, she shares how she balances between her sex-positive writing and her role as a parent. She also shares how trying out new forms of publishing her work including on Patreon and on Kickstarter, are helping her grow as an author in really exciting ways. So without further ado, please welcome Elizabeth Schetcher. Hello, Elizabeth. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Well, thank you for having me. That's going to be a lot of fun. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, It's always so fun meeting new people. Um, So what are you most excited about now? Well, I... Right now, I've got the Kickstarter running to fund the audiobooks for um, my Swords of Charlemagne series. I am that I'm waiting on the first 15 minute sample from my narrator because we're already in production on book one. That this is it. This is really exciting for me because I've never done the production side of it before. The only other audiobook I have of one of my published works was that was all handled by the publisher. So this is me doing it on my own with a self-published work and oh my god this is a blast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is so exciting um that you're doing a Kickstarter and then you're getting the audiobook narrated. So tell us um so you write in a few genres, right? I write prim- predominantly romance, but I tend to dance around in the romance genre i write mostly speculative so fantasy science fiction steampunk whatever catches my attention and really holds it um and the characters get into my head and they you will tell my story now (laughs) so uh i've written hard science fiction i've written epic fantasy i've written steampunk i've written fairy tale retellings 
the Swords of Charlemagne series is gaslight fantasy with a dual timeline that goes back and forth between 189 the late 1890s to the late 700s mm, and it wow. I play a lot with the myths and the history of the court of charlemagne wow so is that all romance is... it's all romance <laughs> okay you come I... out of all of my books with a happy ever after in okay because when i was reading your bio i was like oh, hey so many genres but i get it now i can see the through line because mm -hmm. um is that it is all romance but it's all these different subgenres within romance and then right. also i also i'm very excited about you uh on your bio it states that you are well known as an erotic writer i, I, and I write i write very erotic i my, my heat level is very high uh, it's very explicit not for the faint of heart um I have had people go, oh my God, it's porn. And I I sell so many books on that review. My steampunk, um, my steampunk novel, House of Sable Locks, I had a three-star review that was, it's porn. It's porn with gears. <laughs> and I love that review. That was like the best review ever because that's a good review. If you want somebody to really sit up and go, yes, you tell them it's porn with gears. And they're, that, <laughs> gimme, gimme, gimme. <laughs> oh, I know. I have I'm... sold so many books based on that review. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. You should get that printed on a T-shirt. <laughs> I should. I honestly should. I should get, like, mugs. It's porn yeah. with gears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is so much fun. And also alternative sexuality so is that sexuality. so tell me more what does that mean my characters in pretty much all of my works are bisexual unless otherwise stated i write a lot of male male i write uh poly i write characters who don't care what's between your legs it is what is mm. behind your eyes that matters mm. i have written transgender characters i have written asexual characters and both of those absolutely terrified me because i needed to do it right mm. um one of them was transgender and the other is asexual and that, they didn't tell me this in the outline and i didn't know until i was writing them and then they told me and i was like oh crap <laughs> Now I need to step back, make sure I'm doing this properly, respectfully, portraying these characters accurately, because this is not my field of, ex this is not my experience. I am, mm. I am bisexual. I, that's mm. why most of my characters tend to be bisexual. Right. I am not transgender. I am mm -hmm. not asexual. And if I'm going to do it, I have, to, if I'm going to write these characters, I have to write them well. I did have sensitivity readers, talk me off the ledge several times. No, Liz, you're doing a good job. This is okay. You got it. You, you yeah. got the grace notes, right? We're good. <laughs> but yeah, it's it, the first time you write something that's outside your experience is terrifying. <laughs> totally. And so what drew you to writing in, about sexuality and alternative uh, sexuality? I, I am, I'm, I'm the stereotype. I've been writing as long as I could hold a pencil, but I didn't sell my first story and I didn't really start thinking I could do this professionally probably about 20 years ago and I got involved in a play-by-email role-playing game based on Jacqueline Carey's Kushiel books and this was play-by-email games as you have a character 
you write out your story and your reaction. And it's basically a short story involving your character and other people's characters. And then you post it to the forum. We were playing on Yahoo groups at that time. And you tag in the person who you're, re you're interacting with and they write the next part of the story. Mm. And this went on for five years. I honed my chops writing erotic and writing mm. romance by playing in Jacqueline Carey's universe, essentially by writing mm. fan fiction. And is I'm not familiar. So is she a romance author? She is a she. Um, she's a fantasy author. And it has romantic elements. Okay. It's not an. It's not billed as romance. At least I don't think it is. Mm -hmm. But these books were groundbreaking at the time because they were very set they were published by tor i think very sexually oriented mm. the sex drove the story it mm, was okay. erotic fantasy the sex was integral to the plot because the main character was a courtesan right and she was also a spy and then you've brought bisexuality into yours do you feel mm. like that's something that is missing was missing and that you felt like what you wanted to bring into that genre i there's a lot of bisexual erasure mm -hmm. um in that people will say oh well you know bisexuals are greedy bisexuals have to pick a side bisexuals mm -hmm. are just trying to make up their mind no no we're we're not unicorns we're not you know greedy <laughs> we're not confused we're real and we're here and representation matters <laughs> mm -hmm. so i have actually had a character you know what i said earlier about not caring what's between your legs it's what's behind the eyes i actually had a character say that in a book mm. um and i think I, I wrote it and went oh that's that that that's a good line i need to remember that <laughs> yeah and how does motherhood play into that because i feel like often motherhood the idea of being a mother is very like um, removed from sexuality, but how does that work for you? My my son is a young sophisticate. He there is a um, a Unitarian Universalist curriculum called Our Whole Lives, the Owl curriculum, which is basically about health and human sexuality. This is what you may be feeling as you grow up. These are the this is the spectrum of sexuality, mm -hmm. and it's basically presented very positive, very openly very conversationally it's there's no shame there's no weight there's you know there's no guilt so as my son was getting old enough we only have one as he's getting old enough to understand this and as my career started taking off and i started being this very out loud erotic sex positive writer Mm -hmm. I couldn't then turn around and go, oh, no, my clutch pearl. No, what kind of hypocrite <laughs> would I be? <laughs> so we used this curriculum. We were homeschooling at the time. So I was a homeschooling writing mom. That was fun. Um, so, um, so we used this curriculum. And we basically, as he grew up, he learned what to expect. These are the things that, you know, this is your what your body's going to do. This is what people the, the the people around you the girls who are your age this is what their bodies are doing mm. so this has just all been presented to him very matter-of-factly is no shame involved there's no like no guilt mm -hmm. this is what you may want to do as you get older 
you may want to do these other things as you get older. Mm -hmm. So the the sex positivity shows up in the work. It also, we live it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it sounds like really your role, your work as a a writer and the focus on, you know, sex positivity has really informed your parenting. For some Mm -hmm. writers, it's the opposite, but uh, I'm sure it goes both ways for everyone, but like, mm-hmm. and, no, pun, I, no, no pun intended, <laughs> but. And I will say that the, the teachers in our local school district trust me an inordinate amount because they will have me in to talk about being a oh. working writer and they know what I write. They think it's hilarious <laughs> to have me come in and talk to the kids about being a working writer. And it was the, I am a romance writer. Mm-hmm. And I write books that are more appropriate for your parents, so you're not going to find them in your school library. <laughs> and I write under my own name. I don't use yes. a pen name. So it's not that. like I, you know, I have that person to hide behind. Yeah. There are days I forget to answer to my own name. I can't juggle another <laughs> another me. So, yeah, I write under my own name. I'm proud yeah. of my work. Um, and I will go in and talk about being a romance writer and what makes a romance and Mm. romance as a business uh and story structure and things like that depends on Mm -hmm. what what on you know what i'm you know what grade i'm talking to and have you ever had though an awkward conversation with a parent where they say oh you're a writer (laughs) what do do you write (laughs) um i have scared people and it's hilarious because i live (laughs) in the deep south i live in florida okay. <laughs> and, and yeah I, I live in florida there's you know florida man is a thing here oh tell um, me I, I don't know i've never been to florida i'm from oh uh, the west coast of canada so i know I, okay. very little i have this theory that the collected lunacy on the east coast runs downhill and kind of puddles in florida for example this is one of my favorite things when it gets cold enough down here, we have as official weather warnings, falling iguana warnings. Oh my gosh, that is Because different. there are iguanas living wild, in, especially in South Florida. And if it gets cold enough, they go into hibernation. Oh. And they're up in the trees. So if they go into hibernation in the trees, they will fall out of the trees. Oh, little guys. They're, they're usually fine. They're just they're, oh, they're okay. they they're land down dumb. there and, you know, it's like, oh, okay. falling iguanas. It's like some places have falling rock warnings. We have falling iguanas. And there's always somebody who thinks, well, because there are, you know, it's like, I'm just going to load up the truck with all of the iguanas because they think they're dead. And then they do stuff like get on the turnpike and cause multi-car accidents because the iguanas all wake up because it's warm in the car and they come out of hibernation. This happens almost every time it gets cold <laughs> down here. You'd think they'd learn. <laughs> oh my God. It's this is Florida. <laughs> strange. But even there, so you were saying the- So yeah, I, the, my first time ever as a working writer going into a school and you know, talking to kids, I gave the vice principal all of the information. I gave her my website. I basically, it's like, okay, here's everything before I, before they said, yes, come in. I like, here, here's my whole VTech, everything. And they said, yes, we'd love to have you come in to the, talk to the kids. 
I went in, I gave this talk about being a writer, what, you know, the day in the life of a writer doing, you know, what do I do at specific times and things like that. And we had a great talk and the teachers said, you know, said it was fantastic. And later that day, I get a frantic phone call from the vice principal going, you didn't tell us you wrote, you know, you, you wrote naughty books. And I'm like, I gave you all the information. I gave you my website. She completely wigged out because she didn't do her due diligence beforehand. <laughs> I love it. So you said you alluded to earlier, you were a published author. Now you're going independent. Tell, tell us about that. And then we'll, we'll get our way to the, the Kickstarter, which I'm really okay. excited I, to learn about. I, I started traditional um mm -hmm. i started with circlet press which has been publishing science fiction and fantasy erotica and erotic romance for probably about 30 years now and i have several books with them but circlet was acquired by a different house and acquisitions were frozen for a while they're just now getting ramped up mm. and i can't not write i get cranky if I don't write it is you know it, it is my passion it is my calling it is the monkey on my back if I yeah. don't write I get titchy so um we need I can't not that. write yeah and I wound up with like okay I have books that I need mm. to do something with I and some of them were sequels to books that I had written for circlet so they're currently waiting for circlet to you know buy them they're all sitting in circlet slush um but then I had the Swords of Charlemagne and I had um, my stunt, my, my stunt writing, which is another series, um, which I'm writing as a serial on Patreon. And that is uh, I'll, I'll, that one is a lot of fun because it's my first not erotic series oh. hmm. because I didn't want to fall afoul of the Patreon terms of service. Um, uh, yeah, good point. So that one has all, you know, it, it's new adult it's so it's it, but it's fade to black what does that mean uh it means that there's no overt sex sex on the page oh there's still love... sexual se sex scenes right the, the build-up but then it you know closes the, the door closes closes and it can, the it door to your imagination fade to black i love that okay mm -hmm. but i had all of these things and i was like all right let me start doing for myself and i started publishing i started with the with the heir to the firstborn which is the new adult serial there are five of those books out now and then the swords of charlemagne books came out all last year i rapid released those and they're doing it they it's it's fun i have i have a lot of fun with doing my self-publishing because i do my own covers my husband is my editor it's all kind of under one roof uh and it's it's doing quite well and it's always kind of surprising to me it's like oh okay this is fun this is this is neat i'm a lousy marketer but i enjoy everything else about about self-publishing um marketing is boo hiss i hate that <laughs> i'd rather just write yeah yeah it's a whole nother thing uh-huh and i hear that i hear it a lot too it's like a lot of self-publishers are like you what do you what do you mean i have to market ew yeah, I have to figure out Amazon ads. What? Amazon, Amazon ads. I've Facebook ads. I've taken so many different courses on Amazon ads and Facebook ads. Mm -hmm. and what do you do and how do you do it? And TikTok and whatever the next big thing is. And I'm, I'm still working up to 
doing things regularly on TikTok. I've had a mm-hmm. TikTok account for probably most of a year. I think I've done seven videos. But but you did the the Kickstarter. So tell us about that. The Kickstarter is because my last convention appearance, which was Necronomicon, uh, which is a convention here in Tampa, uh, in September, and a gentleman come to the table and say, so what books do you have in audiobooks? I can't, my vision is failing and I can't read print anymore. And I have 19 Uh different titles on this table and only one of them is an audiobook. And he bought the audiobook. You know, he's like, okay, which one's the audiobook? And he bought the title off Audible while he was standing at the table. And I really realized that I need to open that venue. I need to open that avenue of opportunity and of publication because there's an entire section of my market that are not, I, 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 that don't have the accessibility for the books. Mm-hmm. I should have done this sooner. I honestly should have done this sooner. Uh, so I did the research. I found a narrator who I really, really like. His name is uh, Mark Osterveen. I think I said it right. It's a Dutch name and I'm woefully ignorant in Dutch pronunciation. So I think I said it right. <laughs> I also am ignorant. So I um, will say yes. <laughs> uh, and he's, I crossed my fingers and sent him a the offer and he accepted it. And when I picked myself up off the floor, I launched, <laughs> I, I got the Kickstarter together because I wasn't expecting, I wasn't expecting my first choice of narrator to say yes. And I launched the Kickstarter and... It's going slowly. It is going slowly. And I, you know, have been doing updates. And every time I do an update, you know, I may get a little bit more traction. And I put, you know, notices out on Twitter and on Facebook and on Instagram. And I boost the posts and I, you know, try to play all of the different cards that I've got, you know, using mm-hmm. the marketing, what marketing right. I can't, what marketing I, I'm actually decent at. And um, today's, TikTok video was actually partially to promote the Kickstarter. Right. Because I read it was a, an author challenge. Read the first page of, a, of of one of your books. So I read the first page of Hidden Things, which is book one of Swords of Charlemagne. Hmm. And I put the link to the Kickstarter in my link tree. So and, and then I tagged the video that the you know help fund the audiobooks, the links in the bio. So hopefully that will direct more people over to the Kickstarter and get them to throw some money in the hat. Hmm. Uh, what is interesting is the first when you launch a Kickstarter, when they approve it and everything is ready to go, you get an email from Kickstarter themselves saying, and oh by the way, now that your project is live you are going to get inundated by people saying we're here to promote your kickstarter just pay us money and we'll promote it yesterday i got an email from a venture capitalist in india it's like oh yes you need a loan no i don't (laughs) so what else like so how's it going for you you said you're like 10 percent along the way i think is what you wrote it's about six percent six percent six percent i'm looking at going okay what else can i be doing to promote because there must be some avenues I haven't, hmm. tr- I haven't tried yet. Because it's like, all right, I've sent it out on Facebook. Hmm. I've sent it out right. on. Um, I have talked to 
other people who have done Kickstarters for audiobooks and said, mm. okay, what am I doing right? What am I right. doing wrong? What right. do I need to tweak? What and now I, I think I need to go back to them and say, okay, what else? What you know, right. because writers are very friendly, open people for the most part, and especially in romance. We are for the most part a lovely group of people who will treat you like long lost family. So reaching out to people who have done this before, Cecilia Tan, who was the owner of who was the former owner and now the head editor of Circlet Press, uh, I reached out to her because she's done Kickstarters to um, hmm. to fund books. And she suggested other people and introduced me to them. And so those are the people I've been talking to and asking, what do you think? What am I doing? You know, mm. what else should I be doing? And now I can go back to them and go, mm. well, okay, I did this, 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 this. Yeah. And this is where we are. What else should I be doing? Mm -hmm. Should I have changed? Should I change something? Should I, you know, and there's always someone who has more experience than you do with pretty much anything. And usually they're willing to share that knowledge. And some of them will even share that knowledge without having to take very pricey classes. Yeah, I mean, that's um, a really good insight, right? You're, mm -hmm. even if it doesn't work out this time, you're, you've, you've approached it with like an open mind, mm -hmm. you're asking people for help, you're trying things, see what works. And if it- And I'm learning. Exactly. You know, it, everything is a learning experience. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, we go through the groups like the, the like the, the, the Facebook group with the podcast and there are mm. other, you know, writing, writing groups for mums or uh, in on Facebook. And it's the sharing of knowledge, that free sharing of ideas and advice and people of, you know, those of us who are here and those of us who are here and we're helping everybody trying to bring everybody else up. Mm hmm. Because if we help each other, we help everybody. It's that whole rising tide lifts all boats. So me going to other people and learning about how to do the Kickstarter, I may do something that works that they never thought of. And it's like, oh, so that free, that free exchange of ideas. Mm-hmm. So same with marketing. I mean, you said earlier, like, oh, marketing, but you are doing marketing, right? I, I am doing marketing. It's just the whole I'm I'm like like most writers. I'm an introvert. Leave me alone under my rock and let me write my stories. <laughs> marketing requires me to put myself out. Because Kickstarter, that's a pretty I mean, that's a pretty big, risky move. I think you should, mm -hmm. you know, be proud of yourself for taking that approach and oh, I, I, it, it's a big step for me to do that and i'm i'm learn like i said i'm learning a lot doing it so even if it doesn't fund even if it doesn't make the goal mm -hmm. i've learned from doing it for the next time totally and even if it doesn't fund there's still going to be an audiobooks they're just not going to be coming out as fast mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, and hopefully I will still be able to get the same narrator to do all four of them, because that's one of my pet peeves is I always hate it when, you know, I'm in a listening to a series and the narrator changes halfway through. Mm. And then it's like, no, 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 that's not, no, that's not right. So I wanted to have the same narrator do all four books. Mm -hmm. 
But in order to make sure I can contract him for all four books, I have to be sure I can pay him for all four books. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I, I love it. And I spoke to another author who had, had done a Kickstarter and it just really occurred to me like how it's such um, almost like the opposite of a typical book launch where you're building up momentum, but you have this like predetermined outcome. Right. And so. Mm. I feel like what's so exciting about Kickstarters is that it's it's a risk, right? It's a, it's almost like the book itself. We don't know how it's going to turn out. And I think that, you know, taking that step and doing something that big and bold is, you know, like good on like yay, like that's amazing, <laughs> right? The last time I took this major a step and did something that was completely outside my wheelhouse, it was mm -hmm. doing the serial on Patreon. Mm. which is entirely done in real time. I write a chapter, I post, uh, it gets minimally edited, mostly for continuity sake, mm. uh, and to make sure there's no egregious misspellings. Right. And then it gets put up for my patrons that week. It's a chapter a week, every week. And I've been referring to this as my stunt writing because it's stuff that I've never done before. But mm. now I've been doing it for three and a half years. Whoa, you've and been I'm doing that for and I'm on book six. Wow. Oh my gosh. Wow. Because that's amazing. Every 40 chapters or so I collect them as a book. And right. it gets properly edited and then it gets published wide. And how has that how was that experience? That's amazing. That, it's been it's this has been incredibly gratifying because doing it the, this way it's the entire how the sausage gets made all the world building all of the creation everything happened in patreon in front of the patrons i have a very it's a very small patron group but they're very devoted they've been with me since like week one Aww. um and i get the real-time feedback mm. This works. This doesn't. I'm going to have to duck out for a couple of weeks because you're getting a little dark in this chapter and I like this character too much. So let me know when you stop beating on him. <laughs> um, and book one, Written in Water, was a finalist for the Romance Writers of America Vivian contest wow. this past year. Book three finaled for the... Um, Fantasy, the RWA has a fantasy, futuristic, and paranormal chapter. Uh, and they have their own contest, which is called the Prism. Book three in the series finaled for the Prism and took second. These books that were so completely out of my wheelhouse, and it was something, a publishing approach that I had never considered taking. And I just started, you know, let me see if I can do it. There are five books out. Book six will be out later this year. Um, and I've got two award finalists and it's been fantastic. It's been so much fun just to do something this new and different. And when you say it was fantastic, is it because is the writing, is it different because you're getting so much feedback as you go or what it, was it that was fantastic for you? The real-time feedback is, is amazing. Having that commitment to my patrons that there will be a new chapter a week, every week, and I have not missed a week mm. in three and a half years. Wow, that's some pressure. 
that it but it's but it's it's it, it's pressure but at the same mm-hmm. point it's it's a promise mm-hmm. i promised them that they are going to have this story every week yeah and just to challenge myself to see that i can do that right and it's really kind of stretched my wings as an author to carry this series on this long mm-hmm. and to and I know how it's going to wrap up. I actually have already written the epilogue for this for this series. I know how it wraps up. I know everything ties up. I just have to get there. Um, but at the same point, there's been so much discovery in the write, this writing process, discovery of what I can do as a writer, of how I can do these things as, as a writer, discovery of new ways to do storytelling and discovery of new boundaries that I can test and challenge and push past. Mm -hmm. There's been a lot of, lot of growth as part of this process. Yeah, I can see that. Um, And what about the financial aspect of it? Like, is it be like, Oh, I, I earned a lot of, like it was worth my time or is it more of just the it's, process? It has definitely been worth my time. The patron, okay. the patronage is a, it's a small monthly, um, monthly deposit, but it's regular. Yeah. Taking the books wide has been phenomenal. The, the these books are my best selling books. Oh, interesting. Period, full stop. So you're and getting paid. I, and I don't even know, and I don't know why, cause I don't promote them differently. Um, uh, everything gets, you know, I take the same marketing approach to pretty much all of my books that are under my control anyway. Um, so hmm, it hasn't so been, mar- the marketing hasn't been different. The, the push hasn't been different. The, uh, but these have sold brilliantly. Hmm. That's and fascinating. When, they, when, when this series is entirely wrapped up, then I'm going to look into doing audiobooks for them. Yeah, that's that's so fascinating. I love all of the boundary pushing that you're doing. And yeah, just like, yeah, let's just let's just do that. Yeah, it's like, you know, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah. That I, I, I've discovered within the past couple of years. And I think a large part of it was because um, I was on the RWA board for two years. Um, A large part of the past couple of years has been revolving around what's the worst that could happen? The worst they could say is no. And if I don't do it, who will? So there's been a lot of pushing boundaries and a lot of saying, you know, what if you got to take risks, you got to take chances or you're not going to get anywhere. You can't just stay where it's comfortable. You have to push. Yeah, totally. And that's really how you grow. You have to, you know, you have to push, yeah. you have to break yeah. your bound through your boundaries. And that's the only way to grow. Yeah. And it's a that's, little, you know, it can be scary. It can be uncomfortable, can just- but that's what growth is. It's scary and uncomfortable. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And sometimes, you know, you get a phone call from a hectic principal, but. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, but you, but, but life goes oh on. Oh my god, but you get a good story out of it. You after. get a good story. <laughs> I sure do. <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay, so where can people catch up with you? Especially, I, you know, that how can they find the Kickstarter for the one thing? Ki- the Kickstarter, I have um, a link tree, and the Kickstarter is one of the links on my link tree. Link. Yeah, all right. Link, I'm going to yeah. spell it. L I N K T R dot E E backslash Schechter, spelled S C H E C H T E R, Elizabeth E L I Z A B E T H. There's no spaces in there. So link dot link tree backslash Schechter Elizabeth. Okay. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Elizabeth. Oh, this thank been you for having me. This is so much fun. This has been fun. <laughs> <laughs> it has been fun. Well, I hope you enjoyed that conversation. I know I sure did. It's not every day I get to talk about frozen iguanas and erotica in one conversation, so that's a win for me. Okay, so here are the top takeaways. Number one, whatever you write, own it. Number two, Patreon is an amazing platform for getting feedback on your books if you can handle the time pressure. Number three, need a place to start writing? Try fan fiction. It's a great way to practice the craft. Number four, considering Kickstarter? Talk to people and don't be afraid to fail. And number five, above all, keep taking risks because that is how you grow. Thank you so much for listening to the show. I know you're super busy, so it means the world that you're here. If you haven't already, please join my Facebook group so you can talk to other moms. If you have any comments or want to join my newsletter or be on the show, DM me on Instagram at Jackie Amston. It would help me out so much if you can follow and review the podcast on Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. I'll talk to you guys next week. In the meantime, happy writing.